with Big Mike and the boys. I'm Big Mike and here's some boys. Boys, are you staying safe? Staying safe. Yeah, all good luck. Safe as houses? Safe as houses, man. Couldn't be safer. You? He asks us every time, but are you safe, man? Yeah, people always ask me who I am, but they never ask how I am, you know? Who are you? What are you doing here? Get out of my house. Who are you? Get out of my house. Yeah. Not how are you? Get out of my house. You know, that's... <laughs> that's a weird thing to do. How are you? Get out of my house. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm I'm good. Better now that I've watched this movie, I think. Without any spoilers, how did you feel about it? I fucking loved it. I, I, that was a reason it was my favourite one. <laughs> Even though I had forgotten, like... And Tony hated it, or I didn't hate it. No, <laughs> I knew I didn't you hate would it. like it. Um, it's very relative to right now. I think a lot more than the other ones. Like, like we were just watching the news. Mm, it's very relative. Okay, well, so the movie we watched this time is the first Purge, but it's the last movie. And like you would think that the first Purge is the first Purge, but it turns out that the first Purge is actually the fourth Purge. And the first purge was actually just a purge. The first purge in my heart is anarchy. <laughs> but the first purge is probably my second purge when we're talking about Bloody Strangers. We saw the Bloody Stranger in the first purge, but the only purge he isn't in is in the first purge. <laughs> Chronologically speaking, of course, this is the first purge. But we couldn't watch this purge first because it's not really the first purge. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> Completely follow. Yeah, yeah. What you said, yeah. <laughs> So as usual, the, the the best thing is for the listeners, if they've watched the film recently, they'll know what we're talking about. But either way, they, they might enjoy it. Hopefully. That's all we could hope for, really, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm enjoying it already. That was impressive. Thanks. Just how I feel. <laughs> Maybe that's why people don't ask you how you are, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this film came out in 2018, so we're catching up, catching up on ourselves here. So it's two years after election year it was released. Written by James DeMonaco again. Sick creep. So it was directed by presumably another sick creepy weirdo, Gerard McMurray. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page. 
So when when someone mean? doesn't have a Wikipedia page, that's kind of the end of my um, research on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, <laughs> luckily, he does have one on IMDb, so I did a bit. He's he's directed a few other films, but none I had heard of. And his only trivia on IMDb was that he attended Howard University in Washington D.C., which six of eight people found interesting. Do you find that interesting, Liam? Not particularly, no. I'm one of two. Was this was this in the purge? The university? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it came up. <laughs> so one thing about him is that he is black. So maybe we will see like a more even view of black people in this film. Yeah. Apart from the NFFA, like basically everyone else in this film is black. So it definitely seems he told from the kind of correct viewpoint. What is interesting to note is that before The Purge, James DeMonaco had only directed one film ever, and it was called Staten Island. Really? Really? Yeah. Why is that? And it, it starred Ethan Hawke as well. Wow. Oh, God. And he's directing his first film since The Purge now as well. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's done, he's mostly just like a writer and a producer. He's done very little directing. He's only on his fifth movie now. So it's 97 minutes long, this film. So it got shorter again. That's yeah, good. it's kind of bang on for what you want, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> It is, considering seven minutes of that is actually just the credits at the end. <laughs> so it's only really 90 minutes long. But yeah, often, often with a franchise, you you they end up getting longer and longer and longer as they try to make them look better. But in this film, it's like they kind of started from scratch again and just did what they thought was best. Well, hopefully we can replicate that with the fucking final uh, purge casts for the movies. <laughs> so again, in this movie, we don't open with our tech screen telling us what's going on. Um, we open with a doctor asking a man called Skeletor, who are you angry at? Skeletor says, everyone, everything. What was your first impression of Skeletor? Absolutely fucking rotten looking, wasn't he? I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> did you? What, what was nice about him? I did. It's just a cool, cool character to have. Like, I'm not talking about a whole, even when you see him at the first time. Like, I thought he was, uh, he was quite cool. It's a different way of doing things rather than the masks. Just the masks. It's just someone like that. Like, you know, you know exactly what kind of character he's going to be just from looking at him, don't you? He's got yeah. these big scars on his forehead in a kind of like design. He's got horrible teeth. He's like skinny but strong looking. He's he's a he's a good baddie to have in a movie. Yeah, terrifying looking look. I didn't see him yeah. as a baddie. Really? <laughs> Go away! I have to. So his teeth are actually. Maybe even worse than Diego's in Anarchy. <laughs> Rippy Diego. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that now. Oh, well, they ain't good. Um, <laughs> so we're in like a, a really bright, clinical, white-looking room. Um, the camera pans across Skeletor's face and we can see him a bit better. He's talking about wanting to purge all the shit that eats him up. He implies that he wants to get high, but if he can't get high, he'll just get violent. The doctor says purge is an interesting term. Do you think... They got the word purge from Skeletor, or do you think he thought it was interesting because they were going to name it that? Not really too sure. Yeah, I you, I think you're supposed to think that they got it from him, that he coined the phrase. Yeah. I think, yeah. Because they kind of report later on the news that like people are calling it the purge. Yeah, that's what they're calling it now kind of thing, yeah. At the end of the movie, the, the politicians say, like, um, the purge, as we're calling it now. But I, I imagine they might have got that name out there. Yeah, yeah. In the first place. 
So in this first scene, you kind of assume that Skeletor is in prison, don't you? Like in a like a psychiatric ward in some prison. Yeah. Is he even wearing a... He looks like he's wearing an orange jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, this room is different to the ones later on in the film. This one's like very white and very bright. And the other ones look kind of like what they are, like little... Um, what were they called in school? The little... Uh, Prefabs? Yeah, like a little prefab. They never, like, address it, but was he in prison? Was he let out for this? Or do you think they were just trying to trick us? He was out earlier on, though, wasn't he, before it? So you don't really know. Yeah, it, 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 that's not explained fully, is it? It's just kind of left up to your own interpretation, I guess. Yeah. But I, I, I thought, yeah, he's somebody that they're running an experiment on. See how his mind works, see what he... They were researching it for years as well, yeah. they say, so... So then we got a screen that says the first purge and it has a kind of American flag in the background. And we're in 2014 here at the start of the movie. So there's a news report saying unemployment is rising across the nation. Stock market is down another 2000 points, the largest drop in history. The mortgage crisis is the worst ever and the country is being destroyed by an opioid epidemic. There's protests across the nation. People are looking for changes and a new party is rising. The NFFA. What did you think of NFFA and President Bracken? <laughs> did, did you know at this stage they weren't going to be good eggs? <laughs> you have an inkling, don't you? <laughs> I've heard of them before. Right? Uh... <laughs> Must be all the good they're doing, yeah. So there's... We get a text screen now. It's a Staten Island two days before the experiment. So now we're back, we're in 2017. So we've kind of shot ahead of it. I just made note of this. By the time of the original Purge movie that we watched first, there had only actually been four national purges because this is a local one. Yeah. So they were saying like it saved this country and they were like studying the history of it. And it, it happened so few times. Yeah. The, the history of this day. What you study about four days. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. a bit a bit leading up to it. Like. So it just really shows you they didn't know what they were on about by then at all. Mm-hmm. So we see uh, a wealthy looking man running on his treadmill in his bedroom, which is, seems like a weird place to do it when you have a big fancy flat. Turn you 50 cent for first. <laughs> he looks quite like 50 cent and with the rap music playing and everything. And it actually reminded me of like, uh, like Power. Yeah, like the like the what you call it in the club. Yeah, yeah. But it also like just that kind of style of shooting and that style of film reminded me of that power with Fifty Cent. Yeah. So he's watching a news report. So again, we have the kind of whole TVs are a big part of telling us a story in this movie again. So it's telling us the audience that Staten Island has been chosen for the experiment. So we go then to a less wealthy looking household and they're watching the same news report and it's Naya and her brother. Isaiah. Isaiah's putting on a, a nice suit. He looks quite dapper, doesn't he, lads? It's not explained what that suit is for, either, no? No, it's interesting. It looks like he's going for a job interview. Maybe we'll see that in a little while, what <laughs> happened there. Mm. Uh, the building they're living in, Naya tells her neighbour Dolores, is a piece of shit. <laughs> so the, the sink is leaking, the elevator's down, the ceiling is dripping, so they're not impressed with their the way they're living. Back in the white room, and this time a woman's being interviewed and she's just asking what she's got to do to be paid. And so they tell her, if you remain in Staten Island during the experiment, you will receive monetary compensation of $5,000. And they tell her if she participates, she would be further compensated. So it sounds like a good deal. I mean, win-win, isn't it? Yeah, yeah win-win. And lads, <laughs> it wouldn't be a spin-off. And lads, it wouldn't be a spin-off of Would You Rather without a Would You Rather question. There we go. 
Would you rather be paid $5,000 for staying on the island of Staten Island or leave? I think, I think this is pretty, I think I'd have to stay there. Yeah, I mean, like, you wouldn't think the first one's that bad, would you? No, good, like, no. You wouldn't believe it would go that much of shit, like, no. In this movie, it, it definitely seems like people don't really think anything bad's going to happen particularly, and if they just lock up their houses, they'll probably just be fine. Yeah, should have been the case, like. Yeah, yeah, because most of the stuff was happening, like, out in the street. People weren't really breaking into other ones' houses. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, like, even the speculation from the people around was like, oh, there's going to be a bit of, uh, there's going to be a bit of uh, looting and things like that. Yes, but but still, for five grand, would you risk your life? Do you know that, like, someone would feel entitled to kill you? So, like, anyone had a problem with you who knew you lived? I mean, 5,000 isn't really that much, is it, for what you're doing, to be honest? It seems very, very little for what you're doing. But it'd be life-changing if, yeah. if you lived there. Do you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, even if you lived anywhere, 5,000 would be pretty life-changing. But is it like, it's not like it's a year's salary for anyone. Do you know, it's not. And that's probably why they did it, like five grand. And then if you go out and purge more again. I mean, 10 is a lot. If they're giving you five grand to stay at home, you have to imagine just to leave the house would be, the partake would be a nice bump up again, you know. Yeah, I mean, they never tell us how much you get per kill. No. But do you think uh, it's like an extra thousand? Do you think Do you think it adds only a few hundred? But do they even say you have to kill? They kind of just say you have to participate, don't they? Do you know, which isn't necessarily killing. But... I think they say for every bit you participate, you get paid extra. Yeah, but that surely that could be smashing windows. That's breaking the law. Do you know, robbing a car, that's breaking the law. Like, that's participation, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, just to stay at home, I... Yeah, I think I'd take the five grand to stay at home, but because I wouldn't, you wouldn't be expecting it. Big grant. You'd take no. it as well? Yeah, no one come near me. Now, so you'd, you'd take the five grand if you lived in a flat, right? If you lived, like, where Naya lives? Yeah. But would you take it if you lived out in the countryside, like, where you grew up? Yeah. M- more likely to, probably. Feel more safe there. Yeah. yeah. Would you go hide, or would you just stay in your house? Just stay in my house, like. I'm just thinking, like, lots of windows, ground level. Yeah, but the first, the first purge, look, do you know? You wouldn't think much of it. Completely and utterly would not expect anything to happen to you. Okay, so you both going with taking the five grand? Yes. Yes. So both the boys picked that they would rather the five grand than staying at home with the cheeky little risk of death. <laughs> but let us know over on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at Big Mike Pod. What would you rather? Now back to the review. So we're back with another news report. We see people lining up to sign up for the purge. So there's quite a lot of people there. It says that they're being psychologically evaluated to determine their mental state before they purge. So normally when you hear that, you think it means that only if you're sound of mind will they let you do something. But it's probably the opposite of what they're doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's it. They're checking that you are unhinged before you do it. And then if you are, you'll be, you're better after, you know, you want to see if you feel better. Yeah, yeah. If you're purified. Mm. And they they said they're going to be evaluated again after the experiment if they survive, which is an interesting um, phrase. Choice of words, yeah. Yeah, with an experiment to see how they are affected. <laughs> and I reckon they probably didn't evaluate anyone afterwards. 
I very much doubt it. Well, they just wanted to get their foot in the door of doing it, didn't they? Yeah. So we're back in one of the white rooms, but this time it's one of the prefab ones. And so the question people keep getting asked are, are you angry and are you ever inclined to hurt someone? So Naya is outside. She's leading the protests. She's a good woman for a protest, didn't she? She was getting right into it. Ah, she's a good girl. She didn't seem like her first protest. No. Her uh, her slogan wasn't very catchy, though, was it? What was it? It's, uh, it wasn't as so. catchy as Purge and Purify. It was like, uh, <laughs> no purge, no participation. Yeah, no, it just didn't. It wasn't as good. Precipitation, I believe it was. <laughs> she just didn't want a, a nasty bout of hailstone, is that it? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Next, we see a news reporter. He's interviewing Arlo Sabian from the NFFA and Dr. Updale. She is the behavioural scientist who came up with the idea for the purge. And did you recognise the actress there, lads? I know, I know her face all right. Yeah, I couldn't think what I knew her from. She's in loads of things. She's Marissa Tomei. And she's been, yeah, like Tony said, she's been in a lot of things. She was in The Wrestler. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a very good film. And she was also, most recently, Spider-Man's Aunt May in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ah, okay. Yeah. She's definitely someone bigger in other movies, though, no? Yeah, I think think she is. Yeah. When I look through the movies she's been in, they're the only ones I've seen. But she has been in a lot of movies, like, for decades. Yeah. Weirdly, this year, she was in a film called The King of Staten Island. Weird, isn't it? Is she the king? I don't think she was listed as the king, no. But we have the the link with uh, James DeMonaco um, directing a film called Staten Island, and now we have this, The King of Staten Island. And it, it seems like something's going on. I think there could be a conspiracy theory. Pretty strange, isn't it? Nearly too coincidental, you know? Maybe this film is all correct, but just they got the year wrong. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're told that the people on the island were allowed to vote on the experiment and they voted yes but the news reporter points out that it was for the money not because they thought it was a good idea dr updale says that her experiment has nothing to do with politics it's just psychological so we go to our wealthy guy from before and he's called dimitri like your old cellmate from the prison would you rather question lads the menace yeah it must have been nice to see him again, huh? <laughs> He's not what I pictured when I was saying that, but he's a lot less Russian looking. <laughs> I thought that was originally the uh, the bloody stranger. I thought you were going to tell me that. He was the bloody stranger from before. <laughs> and then the homelessness got to him. And then... <laughs> but to be fair, he could have been like expected to be recognized as that character like you know it doesn't matter how you age if you age if you're a different person nothing matters well let's just mention this first why wasn't he the bloody stranger which yeah i don't know why wasn't he just a younger version of the bloody stranger yeah because i suppose the bloody stranger was homeless wasn't he originally but we don't fully know but i suppose he didn't have all uh he would have too much business if he was to me and he probably wouldn't have found himself being chased by these rich kids in la would he yeah, true. You know, yeah. True. So it wouldn't have fit the character is what we're trying to say, Mike. But anyway, <laughs> there's your answer. I, well, well, I would have liked a little, I would have liked it, you know. And that's, they might have got an extra half a Bloody Stranger for that. Like, you know, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Could just get a cameo of the Bloody Stranger walking through the streets being like, hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we might as well address it here. There was no Bloody Stranger and it was quite disappointing. Not even a Dante Bishop, like. And he was almost even. as good as the Bloody Stranger. like Omar. Similar guys, yeah. <laughs> It's just, it is weird. You think they could have put him in the background of some scene. Yeah, but they didn't. 
Now, <laughs> ditch Stephen and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Get over him, Mike. We, we all have to live with that now, even Tony, <laughs> who thought he was in this film. <laughs> we expected it to be said. <laughs> <laughs> so Dimitri and his friends are discussing that everyone's trying to act like a gangster signing off. Dimitri thinks there won't be much killing. Yeah. He doesn't think they have it in them. And then he looks at Naya and gives her a little, a little kind of knowing look. Like, oh, she, she's nice. But I know her. Like, I've, yeah. I've known her for years, as it turns out. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so next we meet the, the three kings, or the three wise men, or the three stooges on their best day. Mm-hmm. So what, what did you think of these lads? Did you think they were going to be big characters, comic relief? They were immediately comic relief. They're good. They're good fun. Mm, Jerry Curls. Good old Jerry Curls. <laughs> So they tell Dimitri, well, one of them tells Dimitri that they're turning their island into ancient Rome and their hood into the Colosseum. He asks, are they the lions or the Christians? What do you think? Just thought it was very poetic. Yeah, he, he was. He was. Again, he's a no, you know, you'd know his face from movies, but I can't think of anything he's been in either. He was um, the shopkeeper, you know. <laughs> Absolutely wasn't bubblegum. Naya comes up to Dimitri and asks him if he's here to protest or participate. She says that a man in his business must love there being no laws. But he says he doesn't like it because he doesn't know what it is. And like, what what did you think his business was? Did you think he was selling bootleg videos? I I guess from the two hookery looking girls on his bed in the opening, like that that first scene he's in, that he was a drug dealer. They give you that impression, all right, that he's up to no good. Yeah. At first, I thought he was a rapper, but then if he was listening to his own music, that would have been a bit lame. <laughs> <laughs> He's not lame. No, he's definitely not lame. So we see um, Naya's little brother, Isaiah. He's selling drugs for Dimitri. And it looks like it, it kind of might be his first day. So was he putting on that suit earlier for an interview to be a drug dealer? I presume that it was like a school uniform, like a blazer and stuff. Right. He was pretending to go to school because she says he didn't tell me he was skipping school. Like, I, I presumed it was like a school blazer and stuff, like a uniform. You already have that in America, though, would you? I don't know. Maybe she had like, got him to a nice school. Liam, I think you're probably right, but I prefer to think that he was wearing it to his interview. Dress for the job you want, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the job you have to impress. <laughs> so we get a little jump scare here with Skeletor. He's being creepy. Yeah. And he says that um, he can smell Isaiah's sweat and he wants his first sale to be for free. And then he makes creepy comments about Isaiah's sister. And it's like, why are people with the bad teeth always the rapists in these films? It's just stereotyping the people, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. The unwashed. Yeah. So Skeletor takes a blade out of his mouth and cuts Isaiah's neck. So that was um unexpected and weird. I mean, how did he even have that conversation with the razor blade in his mouth? Yeah. So he probably was in prison, wasn't it? It would teach you how to conceal weapons, wasn't it? Where his teeth helped that. That's why his teeth <laughs> are so bad. Yeah. It stuck to them. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like it wasn't a bit of a blade. It was a full, like, yeah, yeah. blade from a Stanley knife. It was big. Yeah. But people have tricks, don't they? You can tuck them under your tongue and stuff and tuck them to the side and behind your back teeth and things. Yeah. Ric Flair, to cut himself during a match, he does keep a, I think he keeps a blade in his mouth, but it's only a little bit of one. He takes out and cuts himself. Yeah, probably with a guard on it as well, I would imagine. Like. And some wrestlers keep it on the end of their thumb. They usually do it with the tape. Yeah. They have tape around their wrists or something. So maybe he was just, uh, Maybe he was just having a WWE tryout. Didn't go too well. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't dressing for the job he wanted, though. They said the name Skeletor is already taken. We can't copyright that. Sorry. 
So Dimitri has a little um, little team meeting with all his employees. It's nice. He tells them all to lay low and protect themselves and protect the drugs and the money. He says they can't leave the island because it would be too risky for their stash and it would make them look weak. One of his uh, one of his men really wants to purge. So Dimitri's henchwoman Blaze knocks him over and they threaten to cut the skin off his face. What did you what did you think of that? <laughs> so sometimes Dimitri seems like the best employer ever. <laughs> <laughs> I know there are times he threatens to cut the skin off your fucking face. Well, I mean, that's the business you're in, isn't it? True. Do you know? Yeah. You don't get into that business if you're not kind of ready to get the skin cut off your face, I guess. <laughs> and that would be the first thing they asked Isaiah in his interview. Um, how do you feel about the skin on your face? And oh, do you think when he cut his neck, then he was like, "Fuck, they weren't messing." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Do you think Dimitri doesn't want him to purge just because he doesn't want to lose the money and all that? Or do you think that he actually disagrees with it and he doesn't want them to like murder senselessly? I think he's just trying to protect his stuff. Yeah. Do you think he, he's okay with everyone else doing it, just not them? Yeah, just keep it away from him. I think so as well. And he did say, like, that you said that hinge woman, like, she's his family, so he probably sees a lot of his employees like his family and he wouldn't want to see them be hurt either. And, you know... The less employees you have, the less money you make, I guess, in that business. So we're back at Naya and Isaiah's apartment, and Naya sees Isaiah's cut. She wants to know where he got it from. We then go to a gym where Dimitri is watching basketball practice with his like big crew around him. And then it seems like he's actually their coach as well. What was this about? Yeah, he's their coach. It's his, like, it's his yeah. headquarters. It's like I didn't get that at all, because it's just out of nowhere. He's like, okay, everyone stop. I thought he was just watching basketball, and then he's like... Giving them advice. And they're so appreciative of his shitty advice, like the eyes, your eyes give you away. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like he looks out for the community as well. Like I thought it was generally a very good film, but this was a bit dumb. Yeah, and when Naya comes in, he's like, My office. Like why why is he angry with her? And like, does she know where his office is? It was just all a bit like Was she not angry because she was threatening his bodyguards? No, he didn't. Because she's going to embarrass him in front of all the people. So, yeah, like, presumably this gym is kind of like, it's like his front where he launders his money, you'd guess. But it doesn't answer why he's actually coaching the basketball team. <laughs> he got in too deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Naya confronts him. They go into his office where they're, like, counting big piles of money. Naya's understandably upset that Isaiah got hurt working for him. Dimitri claims that he knew nothing about it and he wouldn't have let him work if he knew it. There's obviously some kind of like serious background between the two if he knows her brother well enough. He said, I watched that boy grow up. So Dimitri invites her and Isaiah to stay with him during the purge. And he says that he'll take care of the guy who hurt Isaiah. Do you think that this was a good enough reason for Naya to say that she didn't want his help? Or did she really just think they were going to be safe? Yeah, well, it's morals. She did think they'd be safe, but it's morals as well. That's what you're going to do. I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, so... She says that violence is his answer to everything, but he wasn't always like it. She tells she tells him to stay the fuck away, so it, it escalates quick from like a nice hug to stay the fuck away. <laughs> I probably would have just stayed with him, to be honest. Aww, <laughs> well he's a nice nice lad, like. <laughs> so we're back in one of the prefabs now. Isaiah is signing up for the purge. He's given the blue flowers. They're called Batistas, and they represent rebirth. He's also given these recordings contact lenses. 
And if he chooses to actively participate, he should wear them. So she says the more he participates, the more money he will get, but she doesn't give him a cash amount. Yeah. Do you know I mean, she doesn't say, like, Jay, walk and get you $10. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, like, do you know, these contact lenses, four, five years later, iPod dock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all that does make, that's something that really didn't make sense to me in, in this movie. Like, you, nobody else in any of the other movies are even wearing the contact lenses at all. Well, they might just be for the trial one, but at the same time, there wasn't anything that high tech in the rescue. But yeah, this is like 2017 and suddenly there's contact lenses that record things that, and they're just giving them out freely. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's just an expensive experiment, you know? Mm. So we get a text screen and it says one hour till the purge and the time is counting down. We meet a mother and daughter who are going to the church to stay safe. Naya and Dolores are already there. So we see a kind of different side of religion in this film than we did in election year. Religion is still a bit kind of pure at this stage. Mm-hmm. So Naya calls Isaiah and he lies and said that he's off the island. And then he tells her to stay safe. He's such a shit, like. Yeah. Just after yeah. getting his, uh, his neck cut. Yeah. Like he can't do anything right. The first fucking 20 minutes of that movie, it's like everything he does is the stupidest fucking thing you could do. Like. He is a bit stupid. But would any of these films work without a really stupid, innocent person? Mm, maybe. That's not. true. We had Charlie, then we had Shane, then we had. Everyone in fucking election year is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Including all the people who were on the crew, everyone <laughs> catering. <laughs> so um, it's kind of interesting to point out here that he has a Halloween poster on his wall. Yeah, the movie that was released a year later. like. Yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> By the same company, fuckers. Like. But is that like showing that maybe a bit, as well as just advertising for their movie that's coming out? Blatant advertising, yeah. <laughs> was it also kind of showing that, like, you know, he maybe he romanticized violence a bit? Yeah, that's also what I was thinking. Maybe he has a little bit of a dark side that you wouldn't expect. So he puts in the contact lenses, and they have blue lights in them. So, like, the NFFA have really nailed the branding, haven't they? Do you know what I mean? They smashed it day one. Mm-hmm. They just, like, yeah, blue. Blue is sick. Now, some yeah. people do have other, other color contact lenses, so maybe he was just lucky. Yeah, I noticed that as well. Like some red ones and stuff, yeah. yeah. And then he practices what he's going to say to Skeletor when he kills him. Fucking dweeb. What is it? What'd you say, Skeletor? <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> so he's he's practicing being yeah. hard of hearing. Like, <laughs> well, I'm the only one around. <laughs> so you must be talking to me. It's like, you know, he's like, a, what should I say? Like, hey, Skeletor, what's up, man? Or like, a, hi, 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 Skeletor, it's nice to see you. <laughs> So Dimitri goes inside his safe house. So that's good. Dimitri's safe for the night, lad, so we can forget about him. Yeah, he's in his safe house. No problems. That's brilliant. All done. Dr. Updale and the NFFA guy are walking through a hallway that's like bathed in this dark red light. They see the news on, on a tablet that the last ferry has left the island. So that's it. Anyone who's on the island is stuck. Yeah. We get a short speech from President Bracken where he says that we are all Staten Islanders tonight. And then we get our recording and the siren. I really hope that that siren is my wedding song. <laughs> it's just the most beautiful piece of music I ever heard. It was weird. Sorry, dance like with that siren. <laughs> yeah. It was weird that it was a red screen again. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't. I didn't understand I why. That as well. So as the siren goes off, the streets are empty. So normally, obviously, we see people everywhere when the sirens go off. People are already out getting ready to kill. But the streets are completely empty. Drones fly into the city to record what's going on. 
At least we think it's just a record. Isaiah comes out of the building and he's like really easily spooked the whole time. He like he is not built for the purge. He walks on the stupidest little streets and the scariest little paths, like <laughs> scary you know. paths. Yeah, there is like you know with the the people behind the windows and stuff. Like it's like just walk somewhere else, nice and open. No one's out. Like stop scaring yourself. So he sees these two women going by with them. They have shopping trolleys full of like teddies and dolls, mm. and they're in their nighties dancing along to music. They were two of the women that were interviewed at the start of the nurses, well. yeah. 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 And uh, what, what did you think of them? They're the two people that just didn't make sense to me in the movie, to be honest. Because the first purge, the fact that they're just going in and doing that, people wouldn't be so open, I don't think, and coming up with these crazy ideas. I don't think it really fit for the first purge, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was a bit weird, it was. It was kind of your, your classic kind of like on the goofier side of purging. Yeah. yeah, exactly. People wouldn't have been like that by then. I, I still liked it. I thought it was interesting, though. I think yeah. it would have worked in the other movies, but just not this yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So Skeletor is getting ready. He's attached syringes to his hands like a fucked up Wolverine. It's horrible. It's fucking terrifying. Like. Did we see him? We never see him stab anyone with the syringes, do we? No. He never uses them. I don't think. He does loads. Like, I thought he was just using the knife. Yeah, he stabs people with a knife. Yeah. No, the first guy he kills is with the syringe. The first purge thing. It's not. You can, you can see the knife. And then when he, and then when he's at the block party, he's punching a guy. Oh, actually, yeah, at the block party, he does punch a guy a lot. Oh, you think he's using it then? Yeah. What What do you think was in the syringes? I don't know. Because I was thinking AIDS, to be honest. Just liquid AIDS, like liquefied <laughs> AIDS. <laughs> That's something people do. They stab you with AIDS with a syringe. Yeah, well, they have it, but they've used it themselves, you know what I mean? It's just their blood, like? I think he was just using them for the shock factor of a murder weapon. Like, you know... The Probably had a load of them lying around his house. Yeah. Easy, <laughs> yes. easily. His house looked he like the that. kind of place that might be a lot of needles for her. Maybe he was just sharing his stash. Nicer <laughs> than Dimitri. Dimitri's trying to keep it all to himself. So, a guy tries to rob an ATM. Oh, he's so bad at it as well, like... That's probably what a lot of people would like to do. But I see um, two problems with him robbing the ATM. One, surely it's been emptied. Surely it wasn't, like, refilled that day. <laughs> and uh, two, like, does he really think he's safe enough to be out just robbing an ATM? Yeah. See, again, it's the first purge. People don't know what it was going to be like, you know? Like, he wasn't even wearing a mask. He didn't even give a shit. He was just like, oh, I'll go and do this and I'll go home, I guess. Probably yeah. the first thing I'd try if I was to attempt to put it like in the purge or something, you'd do something like that. Something. I think you'd go somewhere where it'd be easy to get money out of, like, you know. A crowbar, like. And no idea how to use it, like. So Skeletor comes along and gives him a little stabbing. And he is so happy because he thinks it's probably the first purge of the night. And he's probably right. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> yep. So we see the guy from earlier, Capital A, one of Dimitri's drug dealers who threatened to get his face cut off, and they're getting ready to go out. He says, fuck Dimitri, this is my kingdom. So it's nice, he's getting out to go purging, just like he wanted. Yeah, yeah, gets to do what he wants. No compromise. Yeah. Exactly. They definitely don't look as like well-off or professional as Dimitri, though, do they? No. No. So the NFFA are watching everything on camera, as some of it's being shown on the news. Do you think Dimitri and his gang got paid the 5000 Do you think they signed up? Well, some of them clearly did, I guess, but I wouldn't say so. You don't think Dimitri would have signed himself up for that shit? No. no. He wouldn't need it, would he? No. So he's on the roof of his building, 
and his friend calls to say that they can bring the girls over. He says no, yeah. and he texts Naya to see if she's okay. So he's like, ooh, he likes Naya more than those girls. <laughs> it's kind of sweet, isn't it? Isaiah is getting really spooked again. He sees the trolleys and all the teddies and dolls all over the street. So, like, we think maybe the old women have been attacked and killed, but it turns out it was a trap. And they had, like, remote-controlled fireworks on the teddies. And then the theme music starts playing again. Yeah, that's funny. It's as if they say, play my fucking music. (laughs) (laughs) So we see uh, idiots like Joe from the last film just trying to protect their shop with guns. But at this stage, maybe they assume that they're probably quite safe to be protecting their shop with guns. Yeah, it seems a bit logical. Like, you know, there wouldn't have been no such thing as pardon insurance. Capital A arrives and they loot one of the shops. Isaiah kind of runs away from this and meets up with his uh, drug dealing co-worker. Which is nice that they're spending a bit of outside of work time together, you know. (laughs) So they're going to a purge party. And we see back in the office, the NFFA are not happy that there are purge parties happening. So this is the first time we see the masks in this film. So 36 minutes in. And here, the masks aren't being used to like hide a killer's identity. They're being used as like masquerade masks for fun. So that was kind of an interesting take on it. Although later we do just see them being used by killers. It looks like a really fun party, but I probably still wouldn't go. What about you? No. I don't know. I wouldn't risk the five grand. Like, probably, yeah. If I knew there's no rules, I probably wouldn't. No. Well... I mean, it seems safe enough. Like, but... Yeah, because there's so many people around, maybe you think you'd be kind of safe. But it just shows people were like quite um, quite innocent and quite naive to the whole thing. So the people in the church are watching the news, and it shows Skeletor's first kill. But there's like loads of warnings before they show it. So obviously people aren't desensitized to the violence at all yet. Skeletor arrives at the party, and it looks like all his Christmases have come at once. And this crazy girl starts dancing with him. Like... <laughs> Don't know, does he look like a nice guy to dance with? It's exactly what went through my head, especially with the syringes on his hands, like, yeah, because he's touching her with those hands. But I suppose, like, everyone's kind of dressed up a bit spooky and scary, and things, yeah, like, you know, you might, fake. or to make she might be out of her fucking mind, you know? Yeah, probably a bit of both. You know, Dimitri's probably sold her some drugs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the back and forth here between his scene and Dimitri's scene at this time is pretty interesting. It's pretty yeah, cool. it is. Yeah, yeah. So they flick back and forth. Dimitri is with the girls and they attack him with knives. So we have a, another pool room fight, just like in the first film. Did you like that little throwback to your favourite scene from the first film? Mm. I actually didn't really realise that it was, but there, was, there wasn't as many cool weapons used. Yeah. <laughs> so like Skeletor, after he stabs the first girl, he's just dancing around with a knife in his hand and no one's paying him any attention. Then he stabs this couple and people start to notice. So the whole party scatters, except Isaiah, who's there and holds a gun to his head. Back with Dimitri, he has the two girls pinned down, one hand on each of their throats. And it's like, they look like they were, they had the better of him. Do you know, and they were like quite strong. It didn't really explain like how he got the better of them. Yeah. 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 Um, so they had been sent by capital A. Isaiah, the big Egypt, flinches and doesn't shoot Skeletor. Skeletor then knocks a gun out of his hand. So instead of being like safe off the island, he fucking tries to kill Skeletor and then doesn't even do it. Yeah. Putting himself and his sister in like loads of danger. Isaiah runs, but Skeletor doesn't even really chase him. It's like he kind of sees it as a, as a game. Yeah. It's scary Terry kind of reminded me of, you know, <laughs> you can run, but you can't hide. <laughs> Don't find you, I know where you are. So we're back with the NFFA and Updale is happy that people have started to kill. 
But Sabian isn't happy because it's been mostly vandalism and looting and he was expecting a lot more kills. We see the really cool scene now, the, the Scary Terry one, where Isaiah is running through an industrial area looking behind him. We can't see Skeletor anywhere, but we can just hear his voice saying, I'm everywhere. Really creepy. Yeah. So he goes to an empty factory, but someone follows him in there. And the people who are already in there try to kill him. So he's like, he's in big trouble in this factory. It's not really working out for him going in there. Out of the frying pan into the fire, poor Isaiah. Yeah. (laughs) So he calls Naya. And then that poor girl has to fucking risk herself for him. So she's outside now. Yeah, got there no time at all. Yeah. So Dimitri leaves his house, so he's probably looking for capital A. Naya gets her foot caught in a trap, and people reach up and grab her from under a grate. And it's a guy with the the doll head mask. Yeah, that is a super cool mask. But again, (laughs) it's for the first purge, I just don't see people doing all this. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. But it is super cool, I thought. Yeah. Very, very creepy. So, yeah, he starts grabbing her privates, and she maces him and gets away. Um, I've seen people online say that that might be a reference to Trump, but I'm going to stay neutral on the... Um, to Trump? Yeah. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Grab her by the... Yeah. She gets the industrial area in no time at all, and she calls Isaiah, but she keeps hearing gunshots. Isaiah takes out his contacts, so either he didn't want the NFFA to see what he was doing anymore, or he didn't want Naya to know he was out purging. He didn't want the guy to see him through the window, wasn't it? Yeah. He sees the guy's blue eyes through the window. See the eyes, yeah, yeah. And then he shuts his eyes and pulls them out. I thought it was that he didn't want Naya to see he had been out in tension. Well, probably as well, to be fair. Yeah. So Skeletor catches Naya and licks her face. He's just like Diego reborn. It's what else so do you be doing? Wrong. Do you think Skeletor goes on to be Diego? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the twist. Five years later, he's Hispanic. Like. So he starts to slit her throat, but Isaiah stabs him in the back. So Dimitri uses the girls as bait to catch Capital A, and he tells Capital A that he doesn't know how to die. So he kills Capital A and all his men. Pretty fucking cool, am I? This is when we start really seeing Dimitri is the coolest. Yeah, that that scene where he's walking away and the two boys are getting shot in the head. Yeah. Unlike Isaiah, who like holds a gun scaredly towards your head, Joe, Dimitri just <laughs> Dimitri just does it, you know? So he says to let the girls live, but make sure they never step foot in the island again. And it's like, they're kind of trapped here for the next few hours, but okay. Yeah, yeah. He means after that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sabian's pissed off that there's not enough participation. He thinks it could be seen as a failure of the regime. No, please, in this guy. No. Update <laughs> is saying, like, it's science. You, know, you can't just make it do whatever to suit your politics. Her job is only to analyze the data. Isaiah tells Naya that, like, money is their way out. And he hates their apartment and they can't afford anything. And they have this like mm-hmm. nice sweet moment together and then jump scare. They're jumped on by a freak wearing I don't I don't even know what. It's like what whatever the fuck he was wearing, it was just horrible. It's like a was it a see through rain jacket kind of Yeah. I don't know what was a mask Yeah, it was it was horrible. But then very weird. He just shoots them with a water pistol? Yeah. yeah. Or maybe more liquid aids, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe he was shooting them with, like, petrol. You know, someone was going to throw fire at them later or something. Like, his accomplice. Uh, yeah. But I think it was just a water pistol. Could easily be his mammy Sue. Yeah. <laughs> could be. Could be anything. He's Feeding homeless. Taking care of her earlier. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Nervous. So, Dimitri and his friend Seven are hit by an ice cream truck on fire. And they were getting on so well, and they were having a crack and having a laugh, and then bam. It was nice. It's when you least expect it. Yeah. 
So when they come to, there's a shoot arc going on. So <laughs> Dimitri just gets up, snaps one of their necks, and shoots the rest. Fucking sick. <laughs> really learned it's like. Yeah. Um, Naya and Isaiah get back to the church, but um, a white supremacist motorcycle gang have broken in, and they've killed pretty much everyone. Back at the NFFA office, we see that the violence has really gone up. Updale says all the data pointed to early violence and a downturn, but it's the opposite way around. She's wondering where all these gangs were earlier in the night. Sabian's looking pretty shifty and says, don't question it. That didn't stop her questioning Probably it. going to make her question it more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, don't question it. Oh, now I'm not suspicious at all. Yeah. <laughs> so Naya finds that woman and her daughter from earlier still alive. And they say some people got away, but not all. Dimitri and the lads check the shooters. They have tattoos that show us that they're mercenaries, which is very handy for the story. <laughs> they have exact mercenary tattoos that one of his friends recognizes. Updale is checking the cameras, and she sees that at midnight, all the gangs just came out of these warehouses and headed straight for where there were a lot of people. So she confronts Sabian. She's worked out that they are sending out the mercenaries in disguises, dressed up as gangs to kill people. And they're using the tracking devices to find everyone and make it easier to get more at once. He reveals the whole plan to her. He says that the government can't afford all its citizens. They're in huge debt and people don't want them to raise taxes. So they have to do something. Kill them all. It's the only <laughs> solution. So Updale like, wanted to do an actual experiment. And obviously it was a pretty horrible experiment she wanted to do. Yeah, she's a fucking idiot as well. Like. Yeah. And, like, how did she not realize he was Spider-Man all that time, you know? <laughs> so funny because like they, they kind of make her sound like a hero when really she actually was the one who said yeah. the purge in the first yeah. place like. all her fault yeah. so when it wasn't working the way the NFFA wanted it they started falsifying everything so they could keep it going now we realise why there was a scene with Dimitri coaching the basketball team because he finds one of the players dead and he decides that they're not going home but do you know what's really weird so they find the mercenaries and the tattoos and whatever mm-hmm. and then all over the walkie talkies the guys are speaking Russian and your man's like, oh, it's Russian. There's, the rest of the time you hear anything on the walkie-talkies. English. Plain English. Yeah, I thought it was like um, one of the gangs was speaking Russia. Maybe so. It's just very weird. Like they were different mercenaries brought in from different places, you know? Yeah, because they, they do keep saying, like, not necessarily American. Yeah. And l- luckily, Dimitri must be able to speak Russian, so it was no problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so Naya, Isaiah, and the mother and daughter get back to her flat. So, of course, Isaiah told us that he hates this part. So he'd probably still be happier outside. Uh, do you know what made my heart sink, though? What? When Naya says, come on, quick, back to my apartment. And she just called it their apartment. And it's just like, oh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't mean anything to you. <laughs> do you know, she doesn't say, come back to our apartment. She says, back to my apartment. My heart sunk for him that time. I hate him, but my heart sunk for him. Poor Isaiah. Maybe if you fix the leak, that wouldn't happen. (laughs) So Dolores comes and joins them. So she was okay. That's nice. She's great. She's good fun. Yeah. Dimitri is with his guys and they're getting their weapons. So he's worked it all out now that the government have their neighborhood under siege and they're going to fight back. Like good old drug dealers. They're always helping out. (laughs) Sabian watches on the camera as Updale is thrown out of a moving van and shot. So they've got, they've added her to the numbers, which is good. And they'll make this footage disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Delete. Oh, well done. <laughs> good, good work. <laughs> this random blonde woman that was definitely a stunt double make that disappear. <laughs> Very hard to make out that was her. So the three wise men are in a shootout. 
with mercenaries who are dressed as white supremacists. Dimitri and the rest of the guys come and save them, and they hear over the radio that they're going to be attacking Naya's building. So the drones come along and shoot at them. Seven is the only other one who's left alive, but he's really badly injured. So Dimitri decides he's going to take on the whole army to save Naya. He's now wearing a white tank top, just like <laughs> Bruce Willis. This was so diehard, this next bit. Like He gets all the guns he can carry. This might be spoiler alert as my favorite part of the film. But when he walks past Seven, he just fist bumps. <laughs> it's the best. He's there oh bleeding out and dying. Like. It's the fucking best. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. So Dimitri goes through the building, finding dead bodies and like bullet casings everywhere. Elsewhere in the building, we see people fighting back against the army, but it's no use. Naya and the gang are piling furniture up against the doors. Just like, oh, mattress, that might do the job. Dimitri fights off two men and falls down the stairs. So like, it really does seem like he doesn't know how to die. Like, just, <laughs> just rolling down the stairs. He's fine, he's fine. I love it when he runs down the stairs after your man to punch him. <laughs> so animated the run. Like. He shuts off the power and takes down more of the army while they can't see. The leader of them survives. He's like the guy in the rubber coat. He was horrible. So weird. Like a gimp suit, wasn't it? Yeah, that's exactly what I thought in my head when I was watching And Presumably that's what they were going for, but why? Sex man. <laughs> Don't know. It doesn't make sense. Look. Because they'd run out of all other options from the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> they'd use all the other costumes, like... <laughs> yeah. I just have this rubber coat or um, a Spongebob costume. <laughs> Actually, it would be pretty creepy if you put Spongebob costume in there. Yeah, they didn't have the license. That's a problem. Well, it'd be kind of hard to maneuver in. True. So the emergency lights are flashing on and off now, and it makes them look more intimidating as they're coming along. Two of the mercenaries break into the room with Naya and the gang. She shoots him in the leg, and Dolores and Isaiah stab him. That was pretty class as well. Just so much stabbing. Yeah. Dolores' stabbing was so good. Quite a lot of stabbing. <laughs> Dimitri arrives to save them from another one. Dimitri tells Isaiah that they have some talking to do when this is done. <laughs> so time replaced Dimitri. Like, <laughs> like uh, Isaiah's getting the fucking sack, the poor lad. Like, you know, first all this happens, now he's losing his job. What the fuck? <laughs> and he preps so hard for that interview like <laughs> what's your biggest weakness I just fucking love drugs <laughs> <laughs> but maybe maybe Isaiah's going to get a promotion now because all the upper management team are dead you know yeah, yeah. So, See? maybe that's a good chat maybe it's a good chat yeah. maybe Chad's going to be like you're going to have to get a new suit buddy that's not good enough <laughs> I'm moving up he's talking about job chats and they're being shot at like <laughs> We have to have a six-month review. Um, we set these goals at your last review, and you haven't accomplished them. There, there was a goal: um, don't get cut in the neck. <laughs> don't tell your fucking sister you work. When you see yourself in ten years, <laughs> with all the skin on my face, hopefully. Right answer. So, lads, next time you have an interview, just tell them that's where you see yourself in ten years. Skin intact <laughs> on my face, please. Yes. So the guy in the rubber coat arrives up at the apartment with more mercenaries. They're about to shoot a fucking rocket launcher into the bedroom. Insane. As you do. <laughs> when uh, Skeletor arrives. So Skeletor starts killing all the mercenaries. He's annoyed because they've been attacking people that he wants to kill. Yeah, yeah. 
So they shoot Skeletor and then Dimitri. And then Dimitri sets off a bomb. And there is a lot of fire. Like, a lot of fire. But luckily, all the goodies are okay. So that's cool. Well, of course they were. He didn't set it off to hurt them, did he? A friendly fire is turned off in this movie, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but those bombs as well, like, they were distributed to the neighborhood by the NFFA as well. Yeah, they were made cheap, like. They really yeah. wanted them to kill. Isaiah should be happy now, because the apartment that he hates is destroyed. So he should be delighted. Like, I fucking hated that apartment. <laughs> Thanks, Dimitri. You're my real dad. So the siren goes off. And the purge is all over. So the injured are all outside. And they're all thanking Dimitri for saving them. Naya asks, what now? And he says, now we fight. We see the American flag again. And it distorts. And then that's the end of the movie. During the credits, we see that Sabian is talking about how much of a success it was. And that they are considering a nationwide purge next year. Yeah, as soon as next year. As soon as next year. So my my question to you guys is, do Dimitri, Naya, and Isaiah start Carmelo's group? Or do you think they just have a similar group but on the other side of the country? Yeah, I would imagine so. I would imagine they start some kind of rebellion. Yeah, I think that's led to... You're led to believe that, aren't you? So, like, that's it. There is actually one more Purge movie being made. There is? And it actually should have been... Yeah, it should have been released this summer. But it got delayed due to COVID. Holy shit. Yeah, so it's called The Forever Purge. And I haven't seen anything about the plot yet. I'm thinking maybe it's set after election year, but I don't know. So what? It's just everyone? It's just free-for-all from now on? Well, it could It could be. It could be kind of just the aftermath of her cancelling The Purge. Yeah, yeah. So just just writing and losing all the time. Sounds like a love story. It does, yeah. The Forever Purge. Maybe they're going to do it just at the same time of year every year. If they're all out doing it, no one can stop them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, um, like it's not actually illegal, but because there's so many people doing it, they can't police it. Is that what you mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I think yeah. as, soon as, as soon as the movie comes out in the cinemas next year, I think we should go watch it and review it. I think so. A live purge cast. Live from the cinema, <laughs> which will be streaming on our Facebook. Like. <laughs> well, if we pick the right day, it'll be legal. <laughs> True. So what was your favourite part of the movie? I don't know, just Dimitri in general. He's fucking class. When he's snapping next, he's fucking... When they're killing the guys dressed as the white supremacists outside the Three Kings place, that's pretty cool. Mm. <laughs> he, like, slaps the neck, shoots over his shoulder, shoots in front of him. Probably the, the best action. What about you, Tony? I like Skeletor. For what part? Uh, um, I like... Uh, for some reason, it's just cool when he sees the party for the first time. I think it's kind of cool. so happy. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's kind of creepy, but it's cool. The contacts make his eyes extra bright, like yeah. oh. And who are your favorite characters? I think my favorite character, like I love Dimitri, but I think Naya was probably actually my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah, she seems like the soundest. The soundest. Her morals are straighter, you know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And Tony, is it Skeletor? Yeah, hundred percent is. Yeah. Yeah. I really oh, like him as character, to be honest. So my favorite character was Dimitri. I went for the obvious choice, maybe. Um, and who is the character you would most like to purge? Like, first 20 minutes, Isaiah, for sure. <laughs> He's just an idiot, like. I don't know, I didn't like your man, what's his name, A-Train or whatever his name is. Capital A. <laughs> Capital A. Capital A. Yeah. Ah, he was a prick as well. Well, he got purged, so. Yeah. It takes away from the... I don't know, maybe the guy... At the end in the game. Actually, no. It is, um, what's the leader of the NFFA? Yeah. Sabian. 
Sabian. Yeah, yeah, Sabian. Yeah, that's I'd it. Like, I'd like to do that Sabian as well. Okay, I picked Skeletor, so sorry, Tony. <laughs> oh, I dare you. <laughs> and so out of five Bloody Strangers, what would you give this movie? I'm giving this movie 4.5 Bloody Strangers. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a lot of Bloody Strangers. It's a lot of Bloody Strangers. But there was zero Bloody Strangers in it, so. There was. <laughs> so you, this was your favorite of all four movies on Liam, was it? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And Tony, how many Bloody Strangers would you give it? Um, I think the movie started off really strong and ended quite badly. So I'm only going to give it two. Two Bloody Strangers? Yeah, I think there's a big plot Jesus. problem with that movie. <laughs> and what was the problem? Just the ending was like boring or Yeah, I just think it just becomes a bit ridiculous to be honest at the end. It doesn't it doesn't uh, fit into how I would have seen the first purge. I think I had a lot more expectations. Okay. So I would give it four out of five bloody strangers. Yeah, I think it was pretty good. I think it was the se- I think it's the second best purge movie. So not everyone actually has the same good taste in movies as us. <laughs> I checked the ratings on IMDb for all four movies. All right. And they they do this really weird rating system of one to ten stars. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. So that's not as straightforward as the Bloody Strangers. Bloody Strangers, no. No. So I've, I've crunched the numbers, and I've converted their ratings into Bloody Strangers. <laughs> so the original movie, we gave it an average of three and two-thirds Bloody Strangers. And the people over on IMDb gave it 2.85 Bloody Strangers. So they didn't really like that movie at all. Uh, We gave Anarchy an average of four Bloody Strangers, and IMDb gave it 3.2. We're just generous. Yeah, that's literally (laughs) what it sounds like. Um, Election year, we gave an average of one and two-thirds Bloody Strangers. Oh, really? And IMDb gave it three. Yeah, I knew it would be more. What? You annihilated that's that movie. One of the, that's one of the top ones. That's madness to me. No. And so, the first purge, we gave an average of 3.5 Bloody Strangers. And the people over on IMDb gave it 2.6. So, so on IMDb, the first purge has the worst rating. And Electioneer has the second best of all the four films. I think that's ridiculous. Electioneer is the second best. Yeah. Electioneer was one of their biggest ones, though, wasn't it? I think they've all just made more money than the last. I just meant in terms of like sponsors and stuff, it came out the year of the election, and I think it was more watched than uh, well, maybe not the first one. But. Yeah. So I thought in these movies, we meet so many characters that we never meet again. So they appear once and we don't see what happens to them. So I want us to play a purge game. Maybe this is what he, the fucking creep from the last one was talking about. Yeah. Do I have? So if it was up to you to write a new Purge movie, who would you pick as your four main characters to try and survive the Purge? So you can't pick Leo or the Bloody Stranger or anyone who died in their movie. Who's your dream team of characters? I think I would pick Naya, Dimitri, and then Cersei and Charlie. Are we saying Charlie the President or Charlie the Creepy Little Boy? Charlie the President. I never want to see that creepy little boy again. Uh, what year would this be set in? Would it be young Charlie or would it be old everyone else? Be old everyone else, I guess. Well, older, like it's not. Okay. And Tony, who would you go for? I'm going to go with Naya. I do like Charlie. I did like Cersei's as well. I'm actually struggling to remember names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Grace. <laughs> I was going to say she's dead, but she didn't die. I didn't know which one that was. Grace was the bitch neighbor from the first movie. Oh, was. <laughs> and your man, what's his name? The Mexican fella from. Oh, Marcos. Marcos. Yeah. There we go. Joe's deadly look. So you've got Dimitri, Naya, Marcos, and Cersei? No, Naya, Charlie, Cersei, and Marcos. You didn't pick um you didn't pick Skeletor, interestingly. He died. Yeah, he's dead. Oh, he's dead. I'm sorry sorry for your loss, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> he would have been the first one, like. <laughs> So what's interesting is my list is Dimitri, Naya, Kali, and Cersei. So Naya and Cersei made it into all three of our teams. <laughs> been a lot of characters and Cersei stood up against all of them. She did. Yeah. In motherfucking peace. So lads, overall, what did you think of the Purge movies? Did you enjoy them? Were they better than you expected? Worse? Yeah, they're better than I remember. Definitely. And you were right, like the fourth one, definitely my favourite. I, <laughs> I didn't even remember feeling like that, but Mike remembered and he was dead right. Just Dimitri and Naya, the best. Yeah, I enjoyed them. I'd only seen what... First one, so it was nice to watch wrestling. But the first one, or no, no, the actual first movie came out. But I actually enjoyed them. Yeah, it was good. What did you think of the range? That's one of the things that fascinates me the most about this series is that there's four movies and they're all so different. The last three are more similar to each other than the first one is to any of them. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like there's a fair tonal tonal difference in them. Yeah, yeah. No, there is. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they went back and did. The first purge. I'd like if this fifth movie was like the first nationwide purge. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. See how that went or what. Do you know? Yeah. Were they still manipulating the figures or did they have to or? But how the hell would you do that? You'd have to have like loads of different people from all around the world doing different stories at once. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they have announced that the, la- the fifth film is the last one. Oh really? So apart from yeah, so apart from that, we've just got the TV show. Okay. So if you enjoyed listening to the purge cast. Um, let us know. Hmm. We're thinking about doing the TV show as well. So let us know <laughs> over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Big Mike Pod. If you'd like us to carry on with the Purge cast, tell us if you hated it. Tell us if you were listening. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you weren't, it's going to be hard to tell us. <laughs> tell us if you know who we are. I have I have quite bad anxiety. He's just telling me that everything's okay and you don't hate me. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been emotional. It's been great. Do you feel like now when you're watching movies and TV shows, you watch them with a more critical eye than you would have before? Yeah, and I don't know how I feel about it. I'm only really watching dystopian society movies now at the moment. To be honest, you like? <laughs> it's that time of the world. It's constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're only a few days away till Halloween now, lads. So have you got your Purge costumes ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Head out trick or treat. Mm. Yeah. Funny how the Purge cast landed uh, one every week for the month of October, wasn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Almost like it was planned. Spooky, you could say. Ooh. Scary. But lads, we better better close the door on the old Purge castle because I want to stay safe and I've got some killing to do. (laughs) <laughs> so from me, Big Mike, and the boys, thanks, bye. Thanks, bye. See you now. Stay safe. <laughs>